Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is the triple threat Liv Gogus. Liv is another extremely talented and gorgeous woman to be on the show who surprised me with her insecurities. If you're out there listening and identify as a chubby little nerd like me, know that even the most gorgeous and shapely ladies have insecurities too. We also chat about funny theater mishaps Liv has experienced, mostly involving staircases and uh, spontaneously putting her body at risk. On with the show. So uh, welcome, Liv Gogus, to Sarnia Famous. Thank you so much for um, coming and chatting with me bright and early in the morning. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Monday morning, no less. Yeah. <laughs> um, I usually like to open up the show by saying how I've worked with someone before, but I don't even think that you and I have had a conversation. So like, no. hi, <laughs> hi, I'm Dallas. Nice to meet you. Yeah, no, we've never like formally met, but I saw uh, Wizard of Oz. So I had like oh. known your name, but. Uh... <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah, and I've seen you in a couple things because like you've done a lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like you are, you got it all. Like you're singing, you're dancing, you're acting, you're, you got your hands in, in everything. How did yeah, you, what uh, what inspired you to get into theater? Well, when I was a kid, I like had always wanted to. So there was, if you're a Sarnia local and around my age, you might remember Blue Water Musical Productions. If you're younger or not new to Sarnia or new to Sarnia, then it's a long thing in the past now, but my sister did it and I was too young to audition. You had to be seven. So like this, the second I turned seven, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, Wizard of Oz was my first show and oh. I was a lullaby league munchkin right on. <laughs> when I was seven and then just like caught the bug. I did Hidden Talents every year as a kid. And then when I like grew out of the camp, then I worked at Hidden Talents. I still do a ton of work with Hidden Talents. And then I went to college for musical theater. So I have my degree in musical theater performance mm. and then moved back home. And now, yeah, I enjoy doing it as a hobby. And then again, I still work with Hidden Talents and do stuff with the kids. Can you tell me more about that? Working with Hidden Talents, what that looks like? Yeah, so I do Glee is like our main show. We're rehearsing it right now. So Hidden Talents, the kids, they have a summer camp, which I actually went back to this summer and helped out. I hadn't been back to summer camp in a few years. So I do the choreography for that. And then Glee, we've done, this is technically like our fourth show, but we had two years off because of COVID, oh, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So like, the kids all came back and like, they were like this big when I saw them last and now they're like in the senior group. And I'm like, holy. <laughs> so yeah, so it's basically, we take like songs and stuff from, like if the TV show Glee basically. So like a lot of harmonies, we, we have about a hundred kids, I want to say like it's, a little smaller this year because of um, COVID and our first year being back, but normally there's like over a hundred kids on stage from age five to 19, 20. <laughs> yeah. So I do the choreography for that show. Wow. Wow. What's that like coordinating like a hundred kids? That Like that made me sweat when you said <laughs> that. I'm like, what? It's a lot, but it is so fun. And the kids that like come to the show we obviously have kids that are like new and it's their first year but a lot of our kids have been with us for mm -hmm. many years like through summer camp too so like they know how we work and how we are like even though it's a kids show we are like pretty strict with our rehearsals and our schedule and timing Carrie Beauchamp really runs the whole thing and she's like she has her puzzles she calls them so like her <laughs> schedule is like to the minute and we like mm -hmm 
she's very good at like organizing that and playing it out. So it's a lot of kids. And then we break them up into numbers too. So like one number may have 20 kids in it. And then in the other room, the another 20 kids are focused, are practicing another number. And then there's whole group numbers where all the kids are on stage. So it's like, it's really cool. <laughs> Puzzles. That definitely yeah, that word. Puzzle. And then her having to like plan out what number goes where she's like okay this person is in this number but they're also in this number so they need a number in between to change costumes and get a new microphone on and it's like I don't know how she does it but she's amazing at what she does yeah it would not it would not be for me like I might be able maybe to coordinate adults but children intimidate the crap out of me so and all the kids who are there though like want to be like they're Mm. so like they love being there they want to be there they you know are like every year are like putting in so much work because they love the theater and they love to sing or they love to dance. So really make like they, they are happy to like put that effort in. Okay. Yeah. That would, <laughs> that would make all the difference for sure. Yeah. So then uh, oh, I have so many questions. <laughs> so, so like I mentioned earlier, you've, you've been in a lot of stuff and, and obviously um, enjoy yourself. Yes. Uh, has there been shows that have been your favorites? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, the top two up there for me are definitely Hunchback of Notre Dame and um, Rock of Ages. Those two, like I would do, if someone asked me to do those again, I'd be on that stage in a heartbeat. I'd be like, yep, I'm ready to go tomorrow. <laughs> like I would do those again immediately. Like I just loved those two shows. For what, was, what was it? Was it the music, the people, the whole shebang? Um, both like I already was really like Esmeralda was already like a dream role for me and Hunchback was like a dream show the second the soundtrack came out like I bought it on Apple Music and then found like the bootleg on YouTube and watched it like numerous times it was just like I had loved the movie as a kid and like the stage show like the music is just like phenomenal and like the character of Esmeralda is amazing and then when we actually got to do the show, like, I just loved the team. I loved the cast. Like, it was just, like, one of those, like, perfect moments. Like, everything came together. And then Rock of Ages, too, which is funny because I, Rock of Ages beforehand, like, wasn't really a dream show. I was like, oh, this would be fun. I actually, Carolyn Lobsinger, who was the director, when I was in grade 12, she was my drama teacher, and we went to the New York class trip and we saw two Broadway musicals and Rock of Ages was one of them and then the other one was next to normal and I'm like thinking I'm this like high and mighty I'm a real theater kid and then like all the other kids on the on the trip were like oh like I like Rock of Ages better than next to normal and I was like no next to normal is like this dramatic piece like me being like Rock of Ages is just like a silly little play and then like getting to do it I was like oh dang I actually really dang like it's so good and now I'm like I love Rock of Ages I would do it again in a heartbeat I would go see it again in a heartbeat but like when I was a kid I was like next to normal which I still love next to normal but again like yeah Carolyn Lobsinger and David Denise Chalk and then like all the people that were in the cast like it was just we just all really clicked and it was such a good experience um and I actually I did the set decor for that too so I was on stage backstage (laughs) wow what was that like? I feel like you must have been running. Yeah, well, the set for that, which I've done this twice. So Kian and I were Drew and Sherry, so like the lead love couple in the show. And then he was the lead of the set build, and I was also the lead of the set decor. Oh gosh, you <laughs> guys. We were, yeah. So, but the good thing about the Rock of Ages ones is that it was a very stationary set. Mm-hmm. Um, so once it was like up and decorated, I really didn't 
have to do much else during the show. There was another set I did that I was also in, Legally Blonde. That one, I was running like a chicken with my head cut off backstage because <laughs> there were so many moving set pieces and like curtains had to come off. And like, that one was very stressful <laughs> because there was all those moving pieces. Rock of Ages, it just like sat there and it looked beautiful. Um, well, t- tell me some more about uh, Legally Blonde then and how, like, how that was a stressful experience and... Is it something you want to do again? Or is it kind of like, oh, check that off the list. Don't need to worry about that. I don't think I'll ever be in a show and do the set decor again. Because, yeah, that's just too much. Because it really took me out of being able to focus on being in the show. Because I was backstage worrying about the set. So one of the set pieces is the giant sorority house. And then it opens. And it was floor to ceiling, like these two giant panels and there were these pink curtains that were on it because we opened the doors and we're like all outside the sorority house and then it's double-sided so the other side was harvard so when you close the doors there's pink curtains technically on the inside of harvard and you had to rip the curtains off so by the next scene it flips around and it's harvard well the curtains are on velcro and i remember we were on moving stairs and we had to rip our curtains off while the people backstage pulled us off stage and the walls moved and so if you couldn't get your curtain you're moving. So I remember the first, I think it was opening night. I couldn't get my curtain and another, a couple girls had problems getting their curtains off. No so it, it just went, it flipped around. It was Harvard and there was like pink curtains dangling and I'm backstage like crying, being like, there's oh, pink no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, So it was just very stressful worrying about the set while also trying to perform as a character. <laughs> It's too much pressure. I know it has been positioned to me a number of times to work backstage. And I have said, no, thank you, because I too much pressure. Like everybody is counting on you and everything hinges on those on the set. And, you know, the audience might not realize it, but they are affected by the set just as the actors are affected by the set. And so I admire the fact that you were like, yeah, why wouldn't I be on stage and do the backstage stuff? Yeah. But do not blame you for thinking, maybe I don't want to do that again. That's a little too much yeah. for, for one human to handle. Yeah. Well, I do like doing both, but I think set, like I love working backstage and I love being on stage, but I need to like step. I can't one or the I other can be in the show and do the backstage work at the same time. Like I've done backstage for many shows, but that's like all I'm doing. I need to, I think I need to keep them separate. Yeah. And that, totally fair. Like I, yeah. yeah, that's just a lot for one human. Um, yeah. So like you're, you're over there with hidden talents, coordinating a hundred kids uh are, do you think that maybe directing uh theater sarnia show would be in your future or maybe stage managing yeah, or um i don't think i have the organization to be a stage manager there are some stage managers in theater sarnia that are phenomenal like kate hardy is amazing i don't think i could do what she did or ever does i would i would consider it my problem is every show that i want to direct i also want to be in yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm always like, oh, man, I love that show. That would be so fun to choreograph or that would be so fun to direct. So I'm like, oh, but I also want to, like, dance in it. <laughs> and that one would definitely, t- you could not direct, I don't think. And, and be, I would never. That would be too much for anyone. Uh, yeah. So so what shows, what shows would you want to do that you'd also want to be dancing in and directing mm-hmm. if you could be two people at once? 
I really want to do little, I've done Little Shop of Horrors once in high school. I really want to do it again as an out of high school person. That's when I really want to do, I really want to do Anastasia. That one's not going to be, you know, ready for a bit, but that's one I would love to do. Moulin Rouge is obviously still on Broadway, but that's another one that's just on my like one day list. Actually, Newsies is on there, but I think I would be okay with not being in that one. Newsies is one I really like. Okay. <laughs> it's a very like male dominated show. There's uh, one really female lead character that I do like, but I think I would be, I think that one would be a fun one to choreograph all like the paper boys and stuff. <laughs> Right on. I have heard Little Shop of Horrors a few times from people, and that is my favorite. I so, love Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> so let's keep putting that into the universe, and yeah. and hopefully it'll it'll come. Because I would do literally anything in that show, because it is my my all time favorite. So mm-hmm. let's keep putting that out there. Uh, so that, another thing that I really wanted to talk to you about uh, is the girl gang. Oh yeah. And how how you're involved in that. It's not really yeah. theater oriented, but it's more just no. I want to know. So it's my show, so we go talk about it if that's cool with you. Um, yeah. So I joined the Girl Gang. We're kind of in a transition right now, so this is a interesting time to talk about it. But when the Girl Gang first started, I think I don't know, like four ish years ago, maybe. My friends started it and um, reached out to me because I sell art as my um, like small business side gig. So I joined through that with my art business. And then I've just done events with them. And now is my current job as a social media manager, the company that I work for. So our like founder also is one of the Girl Gang co-owners. So basically I do the social media for Girl Gang now through that company. So part of that is like filming TikTok videos. So I'm <laughs> just like, it's only me at home. So I'm like, okay, I guess it's me. Like, <laughs> so a lot of people like will see me on the Girl Gang TikTok and be like, I didn't know you owned the Girl Gang. And I'm like, I don't. I just have no one else to film. <laughs> Yeah, especially during a pandemic, you use what you got. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just, um, I do their social media and right now they're more focused on just events. They're kind of changing their business structure. So actually, I think the first post went out today about we're relaunching. So if you're interested, oh. you go check out on the Instagram. We're going to be dropping stuff about how the girl gang is changing in the next month. Oh, wow. Okay. That's kind mm-hmm. of exciting. Uh, and I, if you don't mind, I'd like to know more about your own small business. You said that you sell art. Is it art that you make? Yeah. So I um, started four years ago, just like making macrame wall hangings for fun. And then had a few people like message me to make it for them. And then before I knew it, I had a business. I've kind of taken a little bit of a backseat on that one just because I'm so busy with so many other things. Um, but then I also like draw and do illustrations. So I have an Etsy shop where I sell art prints and I sell them in a couple stores in town. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, so if you, you're, you're got, like, not you're singing, you're dancing, you're acting, you're making art. Yeah. Like, uh, did you grow up in a, in a family that was very artsy? No, <laughs> I grew up in a really? very sporty family. Really? <laughs> I'm huh. like the, the artsy, well, like the, a little like my sister like likes to draw too and both my sisters also did nightingales and like blue water musical productions for like a couple years when they were kids and like teenagers but I was really the one that like ran with it um so my one sister went to 
college in the States for a tennis scholarship. Both my parents wow. are tennis players. My dad's a hockey player and baseball player. Like we just, uh, <laughs> they're very sporty and I did not get the sporty jeans. My grandma was a singer and I oh, got cool. the singing artsy jean. <laughs> From grandma. Yeah. Super cool. What, what kind of singing did grandma do? She had her own like little radio show. Get out! She would go on the radio and sing. What? <laughs> and then when she was older, she was in the Sweet Adelines, which is like a ladies singing group in oh, town. Okay. Wow. Had her own little radio show. Like, yeah. that's pretty cool. I, I, I don't, I guess I don't know how old your grandmother is, but I, I hear the word grandmother and I'm thinking it wasn't a podcast. Like she'd have to do the old school oh, yeah, radio. She, She's passed now, and unfortunately, I didn't get to know her too well because she had dementia by the time, oh, like, I really got the time to talk to her. So yeah. when I was a kid, she was more, like, loose on that stuff, but I was a kid, so I didn't really yeah. get to ask her that many questions. Uh, but I, I heard it from my mom and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that she's passed. It's too bad to know that you obviously have a lot of similarities, but didn't get that yeah. chance. Oh, yeah, when, like. I would go over to her apartment and she'd have this little like cassette recorder and she, I'd just go over there and she'd make me sing for her and just record it on cassette tape. I wish I still had them. I, they would be so cute to listen to, but she just loved that. I also loved singing. Yeah. So we just perform together. That's Yeah. I could see that in a family full of jocks, like just anybody. <laughs> so like, please let's sing together. Yeah, I my football player too. So like she oh. like, a lot of sporty and then she just like was like finally a singer someone I can someone I can <laughs> sing with that's super cute so so you had mentioned earlier you that you Esmeralda was definitely a dream role for you mm -hmm. are there any other dream roles that you hope to 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 tackle in the future yes I would really like Velma um is really up there for me from uh Chicago Velma mm -hmm. Kelly mm -hmm. that's like Chicago I am just like dying to do. Mm. <laughs> Satine from Moulin Rouge. I've been obsessed with that movie since I was a kid. So when it came out as a musical, I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. I have a couple dream roles that are like, I know that aren't going to happen. I want to play Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar so badly. <laughs> I, for a cabaret, I sang his song. <laughs> Ursula from Little Mermaid would be another one. I've done that for a cabaret too, just because I was like, well, <laughs> no one's doing this anytime soon. So I'm just going to sing it for a cabaret. <laughs> Why not? That's kind of the beauty of those cabarets, hey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are definitely up there. I'm like, feel like I'm getting to the awkward age in theater now, though, where I'm like kind of in the in the in between stage. So I'm like going through a bit of an identity crisis through that. But I'm like, okay, time's a ticking here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, like. I I get that level of concern but I, I also feel like the beautiful thing about theater sarnia is sometimes they 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 can be unconventional with casting mm -hmm. and, and somehow it, it's pulled off and then you yeah. know because it's such a professional quality that gets brought in the productions maybe that's what it is so you know yeah. don't don't worry about the old clock a ticking yeah. like there's plenty of time <laughs> Do you have a process when you are creating a character or getting into a character, whether it's learning your lines or when you get to the stage to kind of embody that, that persona? Um, yeah, I'd say, well, first off, I'm chronically, anyone who knows that's done a show with me knows this, I'm chronically bad at learning my lines. Like, I just, I'm so bad at it. <laughs> like, off book day comes and I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I find it's like, I have to really, like, 
dress for the part or like mm. at least I think I forget who you're was it Kate that you're talking to the shoes thing mm -hmm. what you, I think it's but okay, it's so yeah. true like if I'm like when I was doing music man I couldn't play that character without having my character heels on because she would never walk around in flats and like it, it immediately you put your characters on and it's like okay I'm a lady now like when I'm running around in my sneakers and like just regular old me not a lady at all <laughs> so like you have to like put that on or even just like wearing the skirt or if I'm like dancing to not even for a specific role but just like in an ensemble or even an audition like I find I'm a definitely like I feel better when I look better so like I know people are like why would you put makeup on to go dance you're gonna sweat and it's because like I need to have that confidence in order to you know, dance the best of my ability. If I'm feeling like grungy and like gross, I'm not going to feel like confident to be like hitting all those moves and like really like shaking it. Like, <laughs> so like my hair is done, my makeup's done. It's like gives you that confidence boost that you need. And I like truly believe performance. Like you just, even if you don't feel confident on the inside, you kind of like just have to pretend that you have that confidence mm -hmm. until it eventually comes. That is so interesting for me to hear because to me, you seem like the type of gal who like right now you are comfortable and natural but you exude <laughs> confidence like it's just it's coming out of you so naturally so it, it it's surprising to me because I assumed that you just go to the grocery store with that level of of confidence emanating from you no definitely not especially now like that I've said like you know I'm starting to get older and my body has changed since when I was 24, but it's, it's all about, I think just like faking it till you make it like mm. when you're on stage, like I actually I recently did a show um, and I had the first time really that I was, I've never really had stage fright in my life. Mm. And it was the first time that I was kind of hit with stage fright. And I was also just hit with not feeling confident at all. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, like, you know, you put the makeup on and I can fake it. But like this last show I did, like, I struggled so hard with having no confidence and it, it definitely showed. I watched the video back and I made like so many mistakes and I could just, I could tell that it wasn't there. So like I struggle with it all the time or like getting nervous, but yeah, even when you go into an audition, like just pretending you are confident until, and eventually it'll come, I think on its own, at least for me, I find that like, but like doing those little things, to pretend you have the confidence. So for me, it is like, you know, wearing an outfit that makes me feel good, putting makeup on and like doing my hair and then like going to rehearsal. That's what makes, helps me find my confidence. That might not work for everyone, but that's what works for me. <laughs> I was just so surprised by the, all of that, by all of that, because you just, you seem so confident. Oh, thank you. Uh, do, what, if you don't mind me asking, what, what do you think caused the stage fright recently? I think it was just I felt very out of practice since mm -hmm. it had been two years. It was a, a giant dance number, yeah. and I felt like I was not able to do it to the level that, like, Jackie had wanted, so I felt like I was, like, letting her down in a way. Yeah, like, I just, I was dancing with people that were, like, a lot younger than me, and I, geez, oh. now I'm getting Oh, God, I'm sorry, girl. Don't, you cry, I'll cry. And I've been going through this time where, like, it's so, yeah. I just feel like I'm a lot older than people and my body has changed a lot. And I felt like I was, yeah, dancing with people that were a lot younger and a lot fitter than me and, like, that it was going to show that, like, oh, she's she's washed up and, like, out of practice. <gasps> oh, stop. 
Stop it! Oh my god! If I could slap you, I would. My god! I that breaks my freaking heart because you are just drop dead gorgeous. Do you have any idea? Okay, I'm laying it out on the car, out on the table here. I was having a chat with my husband before coming to this interview because I was pooping my pantaloons because I was like, this is Liv. She is gorgeous. She's got the perfect figure. She always looks great. And I like I got up extra early, had the shower, did my makeup three times because I was terrified to talk to you because you are such a gorgeous human inside and out. Oh, my goodness. Uh. And, but, you know, the pandemic really took a lot from all of us, right? Yeah. So it it it, it sounds like you were inside your own head too much, which... I, that's, yeah, I, I chronically do that. <laughs> well, and how, how could you avoid it, especially when we were locked in our homes for, for so long mm-hmm. with such limited contact with other people? You, you kind of end up in there. You can't really help it. Mm-hmm. So... I, I I really hope that that doesn't happen again because there's really no reason. Uh, and it, it, you know, the, the trouble with comparing ourselves to other women, mm-hmm. that doesn't help either, does it? Because... No, not at all. It was an awful experience. Don't recommend no. <laughs> Don't try it. Do not try this at home. And you try know, that. Because meanwhile, all the, 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 the girls that you were dancing with were probably looking at you and going, oh my gosh... She's so talented. She's been in so many things. And, you know, I don't want to screw up standing next to her. So, you know what I mean? Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're so hard on ourselves. It's, it sucks. And me, yeah. I highly doubt the dudes go through this stuff. Maybe there are dudes <laughs> out there that do. But I think uh, us chicks are a little harder on ourselves than they are. Yeah, I, I think so, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm probably the first person to cry on your podcast. Um, and no, you are not. This is not, uh, usually it's me. Usually it's me. Um, the beauty of having the control on the old uh, editing side though, is that I can get rid of it when I cry. Uh, but don't, don't you, don't you worry. There's been, there's been some tears and I think it's because I am maybe a little more inquisitive than I should be. Cause I'm like, no, no, I think that you're asking great questions. It's just like, (laughs) It's it's a vulnerable space, though, especially when we're talking about the arts, because it is anyone that's been on the show and myself included is very passionately engaged in it. And so um, when you put your whole heart into something like this, tears come up and that we're we're emotional people, us theater. Ah, ah. Yeah, no, you're in good company for sure. So don't don't feel bad about that. And I think uh, I think the world should know that. The one, even even the gals who are as gorgeous and as put together as you have those moments as well. That's uh, <laughs> it's been good for my heart. Anywho, we'll move on. Just uh, it, this is a fun one that I liked. Again, this is to to purely for my selfish entertainment purposes. I love asking people about like costume malfunctions or oh, yeah. you know mishaps on the stage that maybe the audience might not have seen or realized. <laughs> Um, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I've worn a lot of pretty fun costumes, so I definitely have had some. I'm, I've been on stage, like, more than once in my underwear, um, so there's definitely been times where I'm, especially when I was Heather Chandler, because I was, like, laying on the ground, dead, so I couldn't move, and, like, literally a thought to me was, like, 
am I, is something slipping out right now? I don't know. <laughs> can't do anything about it. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm like, no, Devin, Devin would cover me if he, because <laughs> he was like sitting over me and I'm like, he would have taken care of that. <laughs> There's been multiple times where like that thought has gone through my mind, but like I'm in the middle of like whipping my hair back and forth. So I like can't. <laughs> yeah, Heather's actually was pretty, oh, for the, for the curtain call multiple times. So I'm in the curtain call. I'm dressed in my robe because I died as Heather Chandler in my, robe um and then for the curtain call i was to come back on in my heather chandler like real alive heather chandler so like my kilt and my red blazer so that was a extremely quick change and there's so many parts to it like my my heels had buckles and like it wasn't the undressings i basically just had to take the robe off but it was just getting everything on and i don't i never made it once for the curtain call like the first time i think i came on with one shoe and like, <laughs> I, by the last one, I at least had like both shoes on and my shirt buttoned. And like everyone was like, yeah, she finally did it. Got <laughs> like, every curtain call, I just came out like looking like a mess. Like, you could tell the audience was like, what? <laughs> Heather's, there was a lot of funny stuff that happened in Heather's. <laughs> Lay it on me. What else you got? More, stu- more uh, funny stuff. Oh, well, okay. The stairs were just a whole thing in itself. So I was terrified of those stairs. I have... I don't want to say I have a fear of heights, but I have a fear of like falling. I have a fear of ladders. So like painting sets, whenever I have to go up on the ladder, I'm like shaking and I'm making like five people hold the ladder. And I'm like, okay, she's got to get apart. So those stairs, they were um, two separate pieces. And then they came together basically right as I stepped on them. And I'm going down the center and Kira and Aaron are on either side of me. So I'm walking on the seam. So if they're not perfectly lined up and I'm in heels, <laughs> then like my foot would kind of like wobble and I'm trying to do this like confident Sassy. walking, even though my legs are like shaking <laughs> and I'm just like, and you can't look down because no. you got to look confident. So yeah, there was, I think it was one time the last show or second last show, which is of course the one that they have on film. <laughs> like my walk is so wobbly or there's in the party scene too, the stairs split so they're like skinny stairs and there's like no railing on them. And I have to like do a little dance part and a solo bit on the stairs. And you could tell I'm walking like instead of like taking one step at a time, I'm like step together, step together. Because <laughs> <laughs> I literally I had like vertigo where I was like dizzy and I'm like, just get through this line and then get off stage, get through this line. Oh like it was I was just like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. When Devin and Sam are like in the bedroom Heather Chandler comes on as a ghost and like sits in the bedroom and like it's in like Sam's mind. So I'm sitting up there with them. And so the white stairs that we use on stage were moved to the side of the scaffolding. um, So I could walk up them, do my little bit and then walk down and then they're used in the next scene. So I'm up there doing my bit. And then the person that had to take them for the next scene, he has apologized multiple times. So I'm not going to like, I do not blame him. It was, it's a quick little change. So I'm supposed to come down the stairs and then the stairs go for the next scene. And then I also have a quick change and I'm in that scene. So I'm coming off stage. It's dark. The lights have gone out and he's taking the stairs and I'm like, what? And he like, couldn't really hear me. And he's like, no, I need them for the next scene. I'm like, okay. So he takes them. I'm stuck on the scaffolding with no stairs and I have a quick change to get into the next scene. So I just jump in my heels from the top of the scaffolding and run. Like, I will say, I did not necessarily land this jump gracefully. and then like my hands and butt left hit the floor and then I just ran and like he realized after so like 
at intermission in the green room, he like profusely apologized. I'm like, I'm fine. It's fine. We're all fine. He never did it again. He like made sure he's like, are you okay? You're down the stairs now. Your feet are on the ground. Okay, go. <laughs> because uh, you could have broken your ankle or something like that. Like, holy, especially in heels. <laughs> I was just like, uh, there was probably other solutions, but I, in my mind, I'm like, you got to change and you got to get on stage. So like, we're jumping. Like, the adrenaline, going. right? Like, yeah, exactly. you got to do it. And there is nothing like that uh, when you have to have that that quick change. There, You are so fixated on that, getting that done. Again, because people are counting on you. There's stuff that mm. needs to be done. Yeah. I can't say I wouldn't have done the same thing. Just thrown myself off the like, side. I have three seconds to figure out a solution. Jump. <laughs> Jump in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ankles be damned. I got to get out of here. So, uh, and I, uh, I can't believe all these different, uh, things that you've done on stairs. You know, I always get stairs and like, there's been multiple shows where like, I just um, get like a stair entrance or I'm up and down stairs and I'm like, ah, every so time. I'm thinking that the people are looking at you like she can handle it. And that's why you keep getting, so obviously like, I wouldn't be worried about your legs shaking or anything or step, oh. step, step. Because it keeps getting thrown at you, so... Yeah, stairs are, like, my worst fear, and I, like, always get them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, I had uh, a couple times where I was on a little moving staircase in Wiz. There was one where I got, like, wheeled in, and they'd put my, my wand, or my, you know, my broom into, like, so it was stationary, and it was very sturdy. And all I had to do was stand, and they wheeled me in. And the oh, whole time I was like, <laughs> I have that in actually, this is another really funny story if we have time. So when I was Esmeralda, my entrance, yeah, I got wheeled in on this cart to do my tambourine song. So I start out like facing the back and my tambourine is in my skirt. So they wheel me out and I was crouched. So because if I was standing, I would have a toppled over and my head would have hit the, <laughs> the scaffolding because I'm on like a riser. So I crouch and then I like stand up. When I stood, my tambourine fell out of my skirt into the doorway that I came through. So it was nowhere I could reach it and nowhere anywhere on stage could reach it. And I'm singing Rhythm of the Tambourine. <laughs> and Bethany Teagues is like, she was on headset backstage, just like wrapped like a scarf around her headset. So you couldn't see it. It looked like a little like gypsy. Yeah. And Army crawled on stage to get my tambourine, hands it, and I go, <laughs> and then she Army crawls off stage. <laughs> time for like the big dance break tambourine break <laughs> oh my gosh it the, her brains are kind of incredible that you're like oh, let's throw a scarf around <laughs> yeah, here we go save the tambourine oh my gosh because it would make such a difference right in the whole oh yeah we had some people be like i was wondering why she was dancing without a tambourine <laughs> yeah that wasn't on purpose <laughs> the, the goal was to have a tambourine in my hand <laughs> Oh, too funny. And we, we really look out for each other out there, right? Like, I'm sure everyone that was in the show saw it and was like, what the heck am I going to do? How do I help? How do I help? And who? It, there's Bethany. It's definitely a group effort. Yeah. So so what's coming up for you next? Yeah, so I'm rehearsing. We're, we just are in rehearsals for Glee right now. Um, so our show week is end of May. It's actually, it's right after Something Rotten show week. So yeah, the kids are like very excited to be back on stage. So I encourage, I know like most of our audience members are like parents, grandparents, family members. But like, I just so encourage people, even if you don't know any of the kids in the show, they are so 
good. Like it is insane how talented these kids are. And like they're the future of our theater community, right? So I definitely encourage people to like go support those kids because they put in so much effort. And I'm going to say it's not your like typical kids show where they're going to sing like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Like they are insanely talented kids it's just a great show so that's what i'm working on right now <laughs> so that is it will it will be hosted by the imperial yes yeah, so it's at the imperial theater yeah okay and people can get tickets the same way they would for any yep uh okay that's awesome buy your tickets online that's super exciting i'm excited for the kids you know they've suffered just as much as as the adults have in in all of this so yeah it's been two years that they haven't been able to be in the show so we're very excited it was like a very last minute like okay we're allowed to do it here we're going like go with it right because you five minutes later it could change again so you might as well you know race for the finish line and hope that it, it comes through. I know I went to the Chantel Kraviazic concert the other night and was actually sitting next to another human that I didn't know. And it was kind of like exhilarating. Like every once in a while her shoulder touched mine and I was like, there's a real human next to me. This is so exciting. So it feels like we're really, it, it's coming and you know, the summer's coming too. So, so there'll be even more opportunities for, for theater stuff. Do you have anything planned for, for after Glee? Um, right now, actually this weekend, so I sing, I do backup singing for the classic Seeger band. So we have two concerts this weekend, one of them at the Imperial. It's like pretty close to sold out though, and it'll probably be done by the time this airs. But so I, I do that and we'll, we'll keep, we have a few shows lined up throughout the summer right now. So that'll be on the docket. Um, and then in the summer, probably, yeah, just helping again with Hidden Talents doing the summer camp. But as far as like shows and me performing, I don't uh, I don't have anything lined up right now. Can you tell me more about this classic Seeger thing? Yeah. So I got approached because something happened with their first backup singer. Uh, she couldn't make the commitment anymore. They only had one show. And then, yeah, I got reached out to because people knew me from the theater community. And someone was like, hey, like, I know this band is looking for a backup singer. You should you should go for it. So anyways, I went and met with them and we sang a bit and I joined them. And so I've done two shows with them so far. We did Owen Sound and another one out there. I can't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> it was a smaller town. And then we have Sarnia on Friday. We're doing Windsor on Saturday. And then we have a few others throughout the summer, like we're doing Brantford and Coburg. And so, yeah, we basically right now we're just traveling around Ontario. But I think the goal would be to do some shows in the States, especially now that the borders are opening and we're able to get there easier. So, yeah, that's just like I've never done really like band work before. This is my first time singing in like a band, but it's really fun. (laughs) I'm picturing like almost famous. Are you guys like in a big bus or something like that traveling around? Oh, no. I drive myself. It's like them and like drive up with their wife and stay in the hotel for the night. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's how my brain works. So I immediately go for like, what is the closest movie that would match this scenario? So I'm I'm kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie, but that, that sounds really exciting. Oh yeah. It's a bunch of actually, um, so it's local people like Chris Molyneux in it, who I'm sure a lot of people will recognize his name. So it's a bunch of, yeah, local guys and me, the one, one girl. (laughs) It's interesting where, uh, you know, the theater life can take you and that you just kind of got recommended for the, they they were like, this girl can handle anything stairs. I'm sure she'd be great in your show, whatever you can throw at her. Which is great. Like I just like stand at a mic in the back and just sing my little like ooze and (laughs) echoes here and there to the lead vocalist. It's great. (laughs) Nice. Kind of a chill gig. 
Yeah. Um, well, we are, we're, we're rounding down to that, the yeah. kind of close to the end of things. And before I get launched into something and lose track of the time, I thought I, I always like to give people an opportunity to plug or bring awareness to, or just talk about anything that they want, like completely open forum. So ta-da! Wow. Yeah. I think, um, I kind of already touched on these, but I guess my two things would be to, you know, support the youth theater initiatives like their youth group in imperial theater too like not just hidden talents in glee but like just going to see their shows because you know that really encourages them and gives them the drive to keep going so that would be my one encouragement for people is to go watch um, the kids and the youth shows and then the other one i know you said you're very nervous about it but i would also encourage people to just at least dip their toes into the backstage space because it's like a whole other world and you really even if you're in a show like you don't need to you know, lead props or anything, but especially if you're in a show as being someone who did set decor, like go, I know, like, I'm very like, okay, I'm going to be painting sets on this day, go volunteer and help paint the set, you know, it's your show, it's a community theater, so if you're like performing on stage, it's important to also like, you know, volunteer and put in your help to, you know, paint the set, or maybe go one day and help organize the costume room if you have the time. I know that makes a big difference as someone who's been on both ends of the <laughs> both sides of the curtain so yeah even if it's you're not you know doing a full job backstage just lending a hand here and there is I think really important in community theater I love the way that you said that because it doesn't you don't necessarily have to commit for a whole run of a show you got mm-hmm. one afternoon that you can spend helping organizing the costume room that's an excellent point that you know it doesn't have to be that massive commitment where everyone is counting on you to to make sure that set pieces yeah, are there's, moving yeah there's a ton of small tasks i can't tell you the amount of someone who has done set decor the amount of help it is just to be like can you please paint that wall white like (laughs) because like especially if I'm doing a lot of like the detail work that people are like if I'm like okay I need a landscape scene and people are like oh like that's too advanced for me then I'm like if to have someone take the three hours off my hands to paint a wall white like that just saves me so much time to do those detail work that people are maybe a little too nervous like oh that's a little too much responsibility for me the easier jobs like just taking that off someone's hands yeah and we can all we can all do that we can all paint a wall white or paint a bench brown like (laughs) yeah Uh, thank you for the way that you worded that like there's lots of people out there that I'm sure will listen to that and be like oh I can do something that's awesome thank you um well thank you so much for uh, I was so nervous about today and I was also so I can't believe that I'm so surprised uh even even reaching out to you I I was like okay this is it. I'm going to send the message. I'm going to ask her to be on the show. So thank you very much. Uh, I thought your message was very cute. How you're like, I'm sorry if this is really weird. I'm like, that's not weird at all. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I felt like a creep. Like, you know, I haven't even, you know, spoken to this human face to face. And here I am like, can I no, interview you? I was listening to your podcast, so when you asked me, I was, like, very, like, honored. Oh, thank, thank goodness, because, yeah, I did feel very much like a like a creep. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, especially Monday morning. Like, bless your heart. That's, uh, that's you know, not many people would volunteer that time to something like this. So, so thank Joy's you. Joy working from home. I, I guess. I got a lot of free time to schedule things like this. Awesome. Okay, girl, thank you so much for, for everything. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thank you.
Okay, kids, that's it for this week. If you're interested in getting involved in the backstage stuff, like Liv mentions in this episode, you can contact Kat with the Imperial Theatre. I'll include her contact information in the show notes. Next week's guest is the lovely Brittany Jenkins. See you then.